I miss a green, for example, I'm already upset. When I find my ball in the bunker, I'm really upset. And when I find my ball in a fried egg. Fried egg. The dreaded fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg lie, I'm about ready to run off the golf course. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast. Tonight, I'm joined by Brendan Porath of SB Nation and Sean Martin of the PGA Tour. Guys, thanks. how's it going? Good. Thanks for the formal intro, man. It makes it feel very official. I appreciate it. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for having me back. I know on. you've been out on intros. You're very. Uh, you want to see how the what the land gives you. Yeah, it's uh, a special occasion. Calls for a special intro. Um, what do you guys think about uh, Tiger? Let's cut to the chase. Yeah. It's hard. I think I kind of am starting to feel like I wasn't covering a lot of tour events when he was like in his prime. But it's hard, man. Because I mean, what else? He, he's good. He's good enough to win. He's gonna win. He plays well. Like, what else is he gonna write? You know, it's just he's really good at golf, and he's probably gonna win. And unless his back explodes, he's gonna be good for as long as he's healthy um i mean that's some expert analysis he's good at golf i like that sean um yeah i, I thought it was kind of a captivating week i try to be it's just so easy to like get worked up on twitter and just add to the cacophony of just people screaming and tweeting gifts and stuff like that and like we've done that we did it in 2014 and 15 and you know all these other comebacks but it's just i mean it's hard not to get captivated by it he's hitting kind of all the shots and looks very different and seems and is sticking to strategy seems to be kind of have management back uh course management uh principles back in play and he really um i don't know he really this is so cliche but you know you heard paul azinger always talk about how like he went from the artist to the engineer he just really kind of feels like he's he's playing golf again. Like he's working the ball different ways. He's decided like with Joey, he decided how he wanted to play eighteen, and he stuck to it all four days. And it, it just seems like he's and with flop shots or whatever it is around the green from long, with long irons, short irons. It just feels like he's more of a like. And to listen to him talk after the rounds, it feels like he's more playing golf and not just you know trying to engineer some swing at all times. That's a good take. I definitely agree with that. He was definitely controlling some flights. There's some trash. Uh, he's, some... Not, he's not trying to play just like just a fade or just that left to right shot. Like he's working it, and so it's really cool to see. It might be because he played that practice round at Riv with Bryson. He saw what he didn't want to be. And uh, and at Tory, saw <laughs> so what he did want to be. Come on, Bryson's a mix of of artist and engineer. He's like Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Well, he he is doing the, you know, he's his own swing coach now, which I think that's right. going to lead to more creativity and more natural flow and natural feeling on the on a swing. Um I kind of had forgotten how much he means to like the sports world. Um yep. I I got a bunch of college buddies that aren't really golfers or golf fans at all. 
like they subscribe to the fried egg but they don't read it ever but i those same friends were just like texting me all weekend asking me questions about tiger and i'm like holy shit like you know i forgot how big he is and how you know you're you see on espn you know updates all the time about tiger you know he's like the big story he's the main story on espn when march madness is happening that that's crazy to me is like you know it's selection sunday and tiger woods is the biggest story in sports um how big tiger playing well is i think like the general sports fan got tired of the comeback and then it failed and you know the video of tiger getting carted off the course again and so they were like i think the general sports fan kind of had this hey, call me when he plays well kind of mentality. And now, obviously, he's playing well. And so, I mean, he is he is the story. Yeah, I mean, I think if if uh, he's got to be the favorite going into this week, wouldn't you guys say? That's oh, crazy. Totally. I know. Want... It's nuts. That's crazy. I I was, I didn't, but I totally I, agree. I didn't realize he hadn't played Bay Hill since he won it in 2013. He's won four of his last five starts at Bay Hill. Why hasn't he played since 20? I mean, I know... it's too late in the season. I mean, all 14, the other seasons. Yeah, 14, 14, he went out after Doral. He took... Yeah, he bowed he out. He kept having back surgeries around March and April. Right. right. So he just never made it there. It's... Uh, I mean, it, it, it's nuts. I didn't think he would come back this fast. I thought he would be good, like, after a couple... You know, when he was clearly healthy. But, like, I did not think four starts in, we'd be talking about him being the favorite the next start out. I feel like this week was big because, you know, he, he scrambled around and, and had obviously a, a good finish at Torrey for what he was doing, but then he played so bad at Riv, we thought, like, all right, maybe this is going to be a week-to-week thing. Like, he's going to have some good weeks, he's going to have some bad weeks. Um, so I think coming into Valspar, because he hadn't played the course before, you're like, well, you know, can he, is he only going to play well at Torrey because he plays well there no matter what? He could play well there one-handed. Um and then playing well at Valspar proved that, okay, Riv was more of an anomaly. It wasn't proof that this was going to be a week-to-week comeback. So the fact that he played so well on a course that he hasn't seen in two decades, uh, I mean, it's just, it proves that he's back. And this is not like a, you know, some good weeks, some bad weeks. I mean, he's not going to win every week. He's going to, might miss some cuts. Everyone does. But, I mean, he is, he's back. I mean, so, we asked him, he's back. So I think, like, we also need, like, I agree completely. I think we also need to, add on like the disclaimer that he's back so long as he's healthy like I, I i'm not suggesting like he's on the verge of his spine disintegrating or anything like that like it's just like i think we still need to be cautious to make sure it's sustainable like as long as he's healthy and i know that's like such a cop-out yeah he's back but like i just feel like we still got to have the caveat and maybe it's not his back maybe he's like whatever he messes up his achilles or his knee or so you know something else goes i just feel like gotta be you could say that about every player but with tiger we've just got kind of used to something going wrong when it when it had when it every time it could in recent years so i don't know what did you guys think was kind of was what was the weak point of his game this week i mean it's hard to like really drill down on it i thought i thought his pace was bad today putting i just and i think that is just all part of the process of getting back is a lot of times when you're nervous or uncomfortable, your pace is a little, is the toughest thing to deal with on the greens. And he was leaving putt short, but then, you know, he gassed a couple where he hit him just a little too hard through the break. And it, it just didn't seem like the pace was really right all day. 
Um, so I think that was the one spot he struggled, but I mean, the irons, the way he plays long par threes, like I had forgotten until like Saturday, he hit a few shots that, you know, like that, the sound on the club face when he hits a long iron is just, it's so unique and it's different than everybody else. Like, I mean, in the way the ball comes off the face, his, his long iron game is just so good. And it's high again. I think in 2012, 2013, when he's working with Foley, it was getting a little bit low. He's in a lot of those low bullet fades, but he's just hitting them so high now. Yeah. It's, and and that was, the short it, game's tidy, too. It's crazy uh, how he turned that around from Riv, though, right? Because he said, like, I can't hit it. I'm not hitting it pin high right now. I can't find distance control with my irons. He's like, that's like you guys are just talking about my driver, you know, getting stuck up in a tree and missing every fairway and all this other stuff. But, like, the real problem right now is, is like the hallmark of my career is what he said. I, I is I've always hit a pin high and I'm not doing that right now. My wedges are, but my irons aren't. And then like two weeks later, he shows up at Honda and it's just, it's all there or the next week, I guess. So, yeah, I don't know what Riv was. That was, that was weird. Um, but it seems like the exception, but it, I mean, Riv was really bad. It's, you know what it was? It was with to his, um, I mean, he said, you know, when he chipped in on nine yesterday that he was, uh, um, he'd been burning edges all day and or all week and, and waiting for one to fall and finally did. Andy, I want to hear your theory. What was wrong with the riff? I, I think that everybody's heard it way more than they need to. Is that what? Much width? With, so the, it's wider corridor. So he drove it really bad at Torrey, too. Torrey's like narrow fairways, but the corridors are really wide. So they don't give right. you like a defined aim point. But what happens is say you have like there's a bunker, you know, on the left side that you don't want to go in at a place like Riv or, or Torrey. You can miss like 50 yards right. And you know that it's in the back of your head. You know, as a player like, hey, I can miss over here. You know, I'm, I'm it's like the same thing with a green like an island green like sawgrass. You know, you have to stand up and hit a good shot there. But if you leave a side of a green open, people are going to miss over there because like really good players are actually extremely conservative whenever they are the least bit uncomfortable. So if I don't have the right number, you're going to play, you're going to play left of a right flag. But so with, with wide corridors on a, on a course like Riviera or, or Tory, he knows he can miss versus Honda and Valspar is really tight. And they tell it tells you exactly where to hit it, and you like literally have to just hit the shot. It's a really good point. He did talk this week too about how he was happy that uh, that when he did miss, he missed in the right spots. And you know, you look at his—he's actually in the PJ Tour stats now, and his GIR percentage is horrible, but his strokes gained approach is really good. And part of that is because he's not hitting a ton of greens, but he's missing them by very little, and he is leaving easy chip shots. I don't—I can't think of very many flop shots we've had to see this week. There were a lot of just easy. You know, easy short game shots. So what do what do you guys think? Speaking of like, um, I don't know the kind of your 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 spots and strategy being defined for you and and things like that on tighter golf courses. What do you guys think about his strategy on eighteen? Nina and Birdie it seems to be takes are raging on Twitter this evening about you know he left himself one eighty five, um, you know, and then does, tried to tried to nuke a seven there. iron, tried so. to nuke a seven iron up the hill. It came, you know, he, he kind of stayed up on that ridge, but obviously it was well so, short of the cup. 
it gets super narrow up there. And I think, you know, Joey uh, said that, you know, five yards one way or the other would have been a good number to have, but they wanted to leave it below the hole. You don't want to go long. So if you try to feather cut a six in there, you risk going long and then being dead or having a really hard putt. Now, you don't want to be 40 feet short, but you also don't want to be long. And so uh, it gets so narrow the farther up you go on that hole. I think you you pick a strategy to play the hole, and you play the hole the same way, regardless of situation. Like he picked that. So I think with Tiger, if you hit the if he hits the fairway, he's got a good chance of making a birdie because he's such a great iron player. Like the most important factor of him making birdie on the 18th hole was him hitting the fairway, regardless. And like I really think that is, you know, for, if you're the best iron player ever in golf like you want to give yourself as many chances and i like the seven iron because you can't hit it long you know it's like a club that you know you can swing hard at and hit hard and it's not going to go long so you eliminate one of the issues so i there's so much front to back tilt in that green yeah i i don't have any problem or back to front sorry data guys might might get on you andy for saying hitting the fairway, giving the best chance at a birdie. I don't know. I mean, the people are just saying if you go, just add another or whatever, kind of add a three wood, something that gets you another 50, 60 yards up the fairway, then your your proximity to the hole is going to increase dramatically. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a strong take about it, but it just feels like you know you need birdie. Um, but I don't know. Try to get put a wedge or something in your hands. He hit three wood earlier in the week when the wind was different, but I mean, like those right bunkers, they're kind of church pew esque. Those are dead. Uh, those bunkers are pretty dead. I don't. You got to give yourself a chance. I see it. And if you get a wedge, we saw it with Reed. You can overspin it. Right. It's like the it that pin with a wedge isn't like the easiest pin to get to because of spin. You know. So, so I shouldn't write that article that Tiger doesn't have the desire to win anymore. He likes playing for second. <laughs> Yeah, Look, you the guy knows say, what he's doing. I, <laughs> I have a hard, I'll second guess some guys. I have a hard time second guessing. I think it's kind of like what happened with Poulter last year at 17 at Sawgrass. People are going <laughs> to say that he was playing for the FedEx Cup points and not playing for the uh, for the for I was the win. That. Brandel needs to get a Twitter tiff now. Tiger, <laughs> he's, he's locked horns too many times. I think. How about Paul Casey having the best putting day of his career to win? You know, like, it, like 21 putts also or just 21 putts. He had 21 putts. Lowest putting, lowest to- number of putts he's ever had in his career. How many greens did he hit? I don't, I don't know. I think I saw <laughs> it was the lowest. Not Justin, Justin Ray. Ray or somebody said it was the lowest, l- lowest amount of putts in a final round of PGA Tour since like the 1990s or something like that. But yeah, here it is. Since Kenny Knox. No, it's the fewest in the final round by a PGA Tour winner, so a winner, since Jim Carter at the 2000 Tucson Open. That's from uh, Golf Channel's Justin Ray, the god. I mean, that's 18 years ago. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy, too, because so Casey, DJ uh, Pihowski sent me, sent a text to like a group thread that Casey was at the number one in the Sagarin rankings. Heading into this week. Yeah. Like, Paul Casey, I saw, I looked this up since his last win has had 29 worldwide top 10s since well, two, He's overrated, man. He's overrated? The winning, winning, no, winning, winning's yeah. overrated. Way overrated. Way overrated. Overrated, underrated. Winning. Overrated. Yeah. He, I mean, 
I'm so happy he finally won. You know, I would have yeah. loved Tiger to win, but like second guy I wanted to win was Paul Casey. Did you? I didn't see that coming though at all. I mean, yesterday was kind of a mess for him, and he's never, like we said, he's kind of always lurking and never really has closed well since 09 from that's you know kind of contending Sunday spot. Maybe just being you know an hour and a half ahead of the leaders is the way to do it. Yeah, it's just one of those, the more chances you give, I mean, the more eventually one time you're going to shoot that 65 and, and get that victory. He just has so many chances. One of them has to go his way. It, it kind of feels like Sergio last year in the Masters, and we're talking about this as the Valspar. It's, ironic. it's ironic he was playing with Scott Stallings because Scott Stallings is like the guy who has like five to seven career top tens and three of them are wins. Paul Casey has eight billion top tens and now two of them are wins. Yeah, I mean, I... I did not. I just didn't see that being the guy that edged Tiger. Like I, I really thought, you know, as crazy as it sounds, like Tiger was the favorite. I mean, legitimately, not just the betting favorite because that's you know protecting liability against all the money coming in on him. But you know, Rose was in the last group. Snedeker was playing with him. I wasn't putting a lot of. You I kind know, of thought Reed. I thought Reed was going to pull it out. Really. I had a great tweet ready, too, man. I was excited. I was going to tweet that Casey might be rethinking his Ryder Cup decision after he gets a first-hand look at Patrick Reed and his element. But then, <laughs> of course, that part routine happened, and I had to hit delete real quick. How about that? That was amazing. <laughs> I compared it I compared it to 98 Olympic uh, U.S. Open when Payne Stewart's in there watching that ball roll back to his feet. Kind so of, I didn't even see it. I had to watch it afterwards because I was oh, too busy. I, mean, it, I had my computer typing up takes on tigers you know 17 and 18 what was it 40 probably 40 feet and it creeps up i mean it probably only rolled 25 feet and then just rolled right back to his feet i mean he's played well there obviously historically but i don't know he's he's not he's not done much i feel like outside of the Ryder cup no i mean he was not gonna make the presence cup team right so that's for the pga right i mean top 10 in a major I feel like him and Phil are the two guys that like would never get left off a, a Ryder Cup or President's Cup team now. Like I don't think Patrick Reed could be left off the Ryder Cup team. I would concur with that. I would agree with that. I mean it's much I'm not I can't say I'm the biggest Reed fan, but it just seems like he has um kind of an automatic auto bid from here on out unless he's injured. For the next twenty years, no matter what happens. I don't know about twenty, but a while. American yeah. Poulter. <laughs> so how about this uh start of the season we've had uh we had all the young winners and now we've had a bunch of old guys we had bubba we've got uh phil we've got casey winning and obviously you got sprinkled in there you got jt but like it's it's interesting that there we're actually getting that old guard back in golf that was gone for yeah. like two years I mean, last year was a record-setting year for wins by guys 25 and under. Right. They were filling, filling the vacuum that Phil and Tiger had left behind. And then, you know, but then Phil and Tiger came back. And I love Shackelford has a great take about how, like, the great duels in golf history have all been generational battles. And kind of the stage is set for that now. Well, we need the young guys, Rory and Jordan, to pick it up a little bit, you know? I don't know if they'll be the ones, but Thomas I'm and DJ. I'm worried about Jordan than Rory. Rory's, really? Rory's yeah. ranked 13th, which is his lowest world ranking since 2009. That was fat Rory. Yeah. It was a long time ago. 
I, I would I would be down with Fat Rory coming back. To be honest with you, <laughs> too young. Just kind of like See, yeah. not, with his hair, with bad. his he's, bushy he's hair. A good, <laughs> I mean, a athlete, that. he's good there. Just kind of like walking around with like a Bud Light after the round immediately <laughs> over. Like I would just I'd be way in with you know it might loosen things up. You know I think like too much of his persona has been you know puts put into this like weightlifter guy and Mister Nike athlete like. Why, why don't you just go against the grain? Be the Nike athlete that's a little kind of a little overweight. I would welcome it. It'd be more of an icon for me. It's, you know, it's kind of like Tiger's monster sponsorship. It just shows that he's he's you know a little bit more laid back than he's ever been before. Traded in <laughs> AT and T for Monster. <laughs> what tweets do you have ready for a Tiger win that involve Monster? I usually, I swear to God, I just pull those together on the fly. I'm serious. Not, nothing is loaded in. Nothing's loaded in for the win. It's probably be disappointing. I didn't have anything ready tonight if he won. It's just kind of, you know, think about something and let it rip. I but have to say, I this, guess I should probably put some drafts together. The daylight savings time one got me good. <laughs> I mean, I could I could have used it. I I like peaked this week, man, with uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, like just Ran out of monster, you know, but Sunday night I lost an hour of sleep. I'm out of monster, trying to come down from the whole freaking tiger, you know, making a bunch of pars all day. It's just like I, I am low energy right now. I, I, I peaked and kind of rifled through my monster supply after those first couple of days. So, uh, looking forward to uh, the masters. A, do you think they are going to stock uh, tigers? cabin with monster and b what's the over under and how many monsters tigers drank in his life five one one <laughs> yeah i got some good on the ground reporting on this matter at Riviera. Really? yeah wow. a friend of mine there said he saw joey joey filling it with water i i was wondering if what but i i questioned the you know thinking maybe water was to dilute it like the the unleaded kind of nature of whatever was in there already just trying to dilute it and bring it down a little bit but you know i, I think the over under on how many he's actually drank in his life is one so i i could see him drinking it a lot when he's up late playing call of duty yeah it's definitely <laughs> the game. cod cod that's the shorthand i mean maybe that's everybody's shorthand i'm not familiar with that kind of world the the video game world but yeah he just he refers to it as cod, um, but I have allowed myself to think about you know there are no brands at Augusta National no no brands you know Coke is or whatever it is is just soda, Diet Cola things like that. I think he's gonna get he's gonna you know shoehorn or crowbar some brands on the 2019 uh, Champions Dinner menu. He's just gonna say you're gonna serve Monster Energy, get you know, your cheese and energy drink. You get yeah the champions dinner. You get three different oh, flavors, three it's different flavors of ch- to choose from. Twenty nineteen. One problem. It's not. It's not the champion. You're gonna. Oh, it said twenty nineteen. Oh, nineteen. Okay, yeah. yeah. You have you have Ian Woosnam in there trying to figure out which kind of flavor to pick. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting off the rails. The fried egg is a very high end, uh, <laughs> high end listenership, and they're probably disgusted with this conversation. It's, it's okay. Sean. Hey, hey, Sean. I was surprised that you were telling us that you were going to have to write a tiger story, and I, you weren't like following around Sam Burns. Uh, I talked to Sam on Tuesday. 
I'm big. I'm big on Sam Burns. I think. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you look at what Peterson did. You know, Peterson gets left off the Walker Cup and then almost wins the U.S. Open the next year. Burns gets left off the Walker Cup and is probably going to earn his tour card via tour starts this year. It's pretty nuts. It's crazy when you consider the other players that have earned that special temporary membership, and it's like you know, Rom, Spieth, Mickelson, Woods. Justin Leonard, like there aren't many bad names on that list of nine yeah, guys. He is running out of starts. That's the problem. He did take a fair amount of starts in the fall and got off to a little bit of a slow start. He's got this one though next week. Yeah, I, he's got. He needs 88 points, so a solo seventh at Bay Hill would take care of it for him. He's got to start in Memorial, which would not count against his sponsor exemptions because he's the Nicholas Award winner. Uh, he said he's trying to get into Zurich with William McGirt. I think he'd have two more after that, maybe just one more. Man, how I mean, did... he kind of shot himself in the foot with his 12th place finish and that triple bogey because he didn't top 10, so he doesn't get that top 10 into the Dominican with Roma. <laughs> I wonder, is uh, what what group is Romo going to get put in? Do you think they'll put him in like the the last or you know the very last tee time like they would with like alternates, or are they going to put him in like a featured group too? Romo burns Woods first two rounds. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think they'll probably have him in the TV window. I think, like, the reason, I, right? Right? I mean, the reason you give him an exemption is, and granted, you can still be in the TV window if you're last or, you know, last tea time of the day. But uh, I don't know. I don't know that you put him in like that. I guess there's a formula for it, technically, like if you're a winner. But I think they're kind of, they really kind of fiddle around with those. And it may be some kind of, uh, I don't know, fake fake news going on behind how they put those groups together. Uh, I don't know that there's ever been a sponsor exemption in a feature group. That would be, I think that would be unprecedented. It could be I don't think it'll be a feature group. I think it will be kind of in the middle of the T-sheet though, right? I don't think they'll put them out like at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, it's gotta. Just so yeah. they can show them on TV a little bit. I mean, he's he's got one purpose there and whether it's uh, whether it's while he shoots 96 or shoots 84, it's so he, people can watch him and tune into the Dominican event on the first tier. Are they going to announce him as the 2009 Will County Am champ? Wow. <laughs> where, I don't even know where Will County is. I guess it's it's in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. So, it's uh. but were you in the field? I wasn't in the field that year. I'm a, I'm always questioning so how he won. No, he, he well, I mean, he beat, Tiger I think he beat Todd Mitchell that year. He, wow, Romo, really? Romo used to be better because the back surgeries have really kind of screwed yeah. him up. Like he can't. Like, that's the one thing people don't get. Like Romo's actually pretty good. He just like he like can't finish eighteen holes a lot of days. Like his I back think, like gives out. Really, I yeah. think he shot uh, sixty-seven in the Azalea Am one year at a Rainer Country Club of Charleston. Yeah, he he can play. He's. I think. I mean. If I was going to take out of 10, I think he'd beat Steph Curry more times out of 10 for sure. Wow. Really? Right now? Yeah. Present? Really? Yeah. So apparently he's grinding hard with Chris O'Connell, who's the guy who rebuilt Kucher Swings, broken Mayhan now. Uh, and I talked to Paul Stankowski, who played in that mini-tour event where he shot 81. And Paul's a pretty upbeat, positive guy. doesn't want to talk bad about anyone. But he said he thinks he has an outside shot at making that cut. Can I just bring something up for a second? Sure. You know, 
It's been five years since Tiger Woods won a damn PGA Tour event. He just came in second, missed a playoff by one shot. Tony Romo. You're talking about the Azalea Am <laughs> and Chris O'Connell working, talking, interviewing Paul Stankowski. What the hell are we talking about? And, you want to get back to Tiger? We got, we got, know, I mean, we got off the rail. About some county in Illinois, <laughs> like what? Paul Stankowski? What the hell? Look, I mean, he's wasn't he second in hey. the '97 Masters or something? We're, when, the we're golf nerd, media, yeah. when the golf media goes left, the Friday goes right. We, yeah. <laughs> we can talk. I've walked 144 holes with Tiger in the last three weeks. I can I can talk Tiger. <laughs> well, what talk Tiger? Tell me about the crowds. How how uh, I want to hear more about these guys. You know, there's he was, you <laughs> remember he stopped, stopped at the apex of his bunker shot on Thursday. Like how many yahoos are out there? Is it well, a little that was so that was actually a four call from another hole. Oh. This yeah. is the on-the-ground reporting we did not get on TV. There was an Elvis today. Uh, saw, people enjoyed my photo of a guy in a tiger onesie, which probably we'll see every week now. Um, nothing too crazy. I'm really just... Honestly, the thing... It's so funny now. I'm going to sound like a curmudgeon here, but you know, with the new phone policy, you kind of just realize that everyone's just following Tiger to create content. That's all they're... I mean, everyone... like. They're just trying to get. They're trying, taking snaps when he walks by. They're yelling. They're doing selfie mode, yelling stuff when he walks by. Like, it's just everyone's about creating content when they watch him now. <laughs> I mean, this. Uh, well, this this is another way to go off the rails. And uh, you know, social yeah. media and the way it's rooted. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you need to. Ex- yeah, I mean, there's a lot of articles out there on whether you're actually experiencing life as, you know, or you're just trying to experience something for an instagram post but yeah i should pull the, a radio head and then be like hey i'm not hitting this shot till you guys all put your phones down <laughs> I, I mean it's 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 bizarre it's kind of startling to see those pictures of him whatever hitting out hit trying to punch back in the fairway and there's you know 600 people all looking like robots with their phones up i don't know there were a couple times this week where he was off in the gallery and like you know he hits his shot and he's trying to walk to the rope line and everyone's swarming around him, and like Snedeker's trying to hit, but he's waiting, and he's just watching. And even like Snedeker, who's been around Tiger for years, is like kind of taken aback and kind of jarred by just like the scene, like just the the madness. On eighteen, right? it was like a, it was like a a music festival when Snedeker was hitting. Yeah, he was like hitting it. It was just like it was so loud. It was crazy. <laughs> you know, year I got an appreciation. This week, I got an appreciation for the pro move of just taking extra practice swings. And lining it up from different angles, you're for the whole purpose of just letting the crowd settle. Like you can tell, guys were just taking extra swings, like not even trying to accomplish anything, like but just having a kill time for the crowd to kind of settle you back know, down. You know, the thing with Tiger too is he'll, if you notice it, when he hits it up to like a foot, he'll mark so that the yeah. crowd doesn't start moving because so he Sam knows Burns, when he puts out, it, the crowd will just go. And I, I noticed that a lot this week. Yeah, Sam Burns texted david toms who's like mentored him since he was a kid because sam's son's they're friends with david's son and like one of the things david said is like hey if you can help it without breaking routine like putt everything out like just continue putting out uh until you hold it because otherwise people just can go nuts well he did today he was i forget it was an approach shot or par three tee shot he waited for kind of like some player on an adjacent hole to play like tiger's Tiger's cognizant of it more than maybe even like his playing partners are. Like he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. There's somebody on an adjacent hole going to play, and obviously Tiger hits into a green. There's a good chance there's a roar. 
you know, of some sort. So he kind of yeah. he, he waited an extra beat, waited for the guy to play, and then hit into the green. So. All right, I'm taking back control of this pod. Um, Too much tiger for Andy. Yeah, no, we're gonna we're getting to some of these questions we got. Okay. All right, All right. Will Knights, um, you know, fried egg contributor here, wants to know, for the next three seasons, would you rather have Tiger or Rory? As what? I, that, you're going to respond the same way you responded to the yeah. tweet? As a golfer. The, oh, God, for the next three seasons. I'm going to go Rory only because of the uncertainty of, like, I, I read a really good thing in Golf Digest once about fusion and that it puts more pressure on the discs around the fused discs because now that's not moving the way it should. So, I mean, the guy's had a lot of surgeries. He's 42 years old. I'm going to go Rory. I think Rory's a little safer bet. Um, that's a good question. Will's doing good work for you, by the way. And I like his stuff. He's a, a better, plug. Better, better writer than I am. <laughs> um, I... Uh, I can't believe this is even like a question that I have to like think about, but I do. I don't know. I mean, it's very, you're, there's a lot of recency bias coming out of what we've just watched, particularly with Rory, in my opinion. Like, Tigers beaten Rory by 18 shots in their last six rounds. <laughs> Three around. I, I, I mean, I, I sometimes wonder if Rory's just cool being a, you know, I don't know. He doesn't feel like he needs to do a whole lot more if it happens it happens but he's not gonna like kill himself to do it you know um whereas tiger i think already has basically you know given his body up to try and do everything he can in the game so i don't know i mean after this week i i uh (laughs) ultimate fence sitter pick a pick one i like tiger all right for three years shit yeah sure tiger does it change if it's majors only no I feel like Tiger can win six times next year. I might. I'm gonna change. I'm going six Tiger. Times. I'm not sure. Does, is Rory Rory Rory's an only uh, an Emirati player now? He can only play in the Emirates and PGA. You know, so Rory really PGA. disappointed me with his ball stance. What did he say? He said, "You know, it's just people guys are better athletes, right? He, Not he, equipment." The the problem is, is like what. A lot of guys like like what Rory doesn't understand is if you rolled back stuff, he would be even better. And that equipment keeps a lot of guys close to him that shouldn't be close to him. What are you, who are you taking, Andy? It's your podcast. I, I'm the host. I don't have to answer. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Tiger. I, <laughs> I I you know the Rory's inability to get it done inside 125 yards being really bad inside 125 yards is not good. That's yep. like, you're not going to be a good, and it's almost like his 2014 season is now the outlier. Yep. Like he's, yeah. had, which is, w- wouldn't this be even more, more reason why he should want to roll back so he can get even more. Cause like too many guys are too close to him with that, like advantage distance yeah. advantage. Like, We'll roll well, it back so you can accentuate that advantage. It fits, it fits him because the equipment gives an exponential advantage to people with higher swing speed. So it makes like their advantage even bigger. Yeah, but the right. the miss it's like it's like the nobody misses anymore. Right. It's like it's impossible to miss with clubs. Like it's what kind of rollback we talking like persimmon? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I'm just I'm just pointing out like Rory's a guy that if it, of all the people he should be like 
banging the rollback drum is but he gets paid to not you know bang a roll drag drum so we're we're done talking about this this is not what we're going to talk about if if the two were four clear to the field with three to play who would sean pull for in four weeks hideki or tiger and this is from the ed lore tracker tiger's good for business man i think for, uh next week tiger but then after tiger gets his win hideki but we got to get that Tiger win. Come on, we're just we're hungry for it. We He's all are. four weeks at Augusta. Oh, oh, at Augusta. Gosh. Uh, He's making Hideki, you choose man. between game, money or loyalty. Hideki, game changer, right there. Talking about Augusta, it's kind of. I mean, we haven't even had like Hideki in the mix really this season. There's He's been there since. He's been out since Phoenix. He'll be back next week. The yeah. Tiger Hideki duel is on tap. I mean, the Augusta, like the favorites are stacked. You go down the list of guys. It's, I mean, you got to have you got JT and and DJ obviously, Spieth, Justin Rose is playing well. You got Tiger, you got Hideki. He always plays well, and then Casey's finished in the top six the last three years there. I I saw I was looking I was curious about Casey's odds. He went from forty to one to twenty five to one, you know, between Thursday and Sunday. I it's hard to see him not being in the top twenty somewhere. You know, he's always Casey. good for a first round sixty eight. Him and Justin Rose will shoot sixty eight in the first round every year. Right, it depends what happens from there on out. If you guys were going to take somebody from outside the main group of of you know favorites, who would it be? Ugh. I need to look. I need to break out the Google machine. So outside, like... Yeah, just outside. It will say just outside, like, the 10 favorite. Lots of typing. This is Kuchar excellent preparation. Yeah. <laughs> Bubba? Kuchar? Bubba's got to be among the 10 favorites. Come on. It's funny, though, because the two... I mean, besides the two years he won, his record there is not good. I think like thirty seventh is like his second best or his best finish besides the win. He's feast or famine. What about Tony Fino? I like that's, Fino. That's an experienced course. I mean, he's gonna be making his debut. Right, it's his first one. First oh, never mind. So, King Louis, the mattress king. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Yeah. Oh, can't wait. Definitely can't wait. It's not oh, his I'm, first one either. It's his second. It's, it's yeah, simple, he was yeah. low amateur uh, after Hideki shot a final round 80. It's pretty right. impressive that Cantlay is like one of the top 10 driving distance guys, and he swing speed is like in the middle of the pack. He just hits Smash it back. so so good. It's crazy. Why didn't he play this week after? I mean, he contended here last year. He just doesn't need to do the whole Florida stuff that I don't much. think he plays. He still has to pick his spot because of the back. The back yeah. was really bad. I wonder if that's part of it. I think that is a big part of it. And it's like he's in the WGCs now, so yeah, he'll play those WGCs and, and you know, playing, he would have to play, he's not going to play three out of four weeks. He's not, I think he just likes he, to chill too, man. He just likes to go home and SoCal and just chill out. What do you expect from Bay Hill, Andy? Like, what, do you really think Tiger's, well, what, how does that set up for Tiger? It's, I mean, it's just it's good. similar to Every, Honda. Tell you where to hit. 
just think about all the golf courses that Tiger has won at, and they all are demanding from tee to green. Tiger has wide, or uh, Bay Hill has wide corridors. Not really. There's water all over the place. There is, yeah. But there's a lot of holes that got some width. There's some width, but they're they're demanding tee to green, and uh, I mean that's that's the thing. It's like because it goes back to this whole iron thing. Like he can lay back, he can play more conservative than a lot of guys because he's the best iron player ever. And it has Andy's favorite tee, the fifteenth, which was moved across the street. So they have to stop traffic when guys are teeing off. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day. I'm hit over some hedges, like uh, Richard Farms. I'm waiting for the day when a guy tops one into the street. I want that day to happen so bad. I, I you had hit to... over this big hedges. You hit over these hedges, and then the, like like Rich Harvest Farms, and there's traffic going back and forth. There's like, cops ducking below the hedges to stop the cars. It's madness. You know, I I had to take a chill pill this uh, this week, and and because I realized like as much as the the Copperhead course kind of offends a lot of the things that I, an offender of golf course Your architecture in so many ways, but. It's like one of the better courses that the PGA Tour plays, which made me sad. Here's the thing that we need to talk about, too, is that the way the Copperhead is, Tiger was hitting irons like five or six times off tees, if not more. I think it was six. Three wood, another three times. I mean, he, the only hole that he would hit driver on besides the par fives was nine. Um, so that is one thing. And we talked to Noda this morning in preparation for the victory, which didn't happen. Uh and that was one thing Noda said even. is like he knows that, you know, you can get it done at Innisbrook with irons off the tee, but eventually you got to get the driver sorted out a little. It's better. It's definitely better. The misses aren't quite as bad, but you still got to sort it out. Yeah, I mean, it, and sure enough, his first, it was his first uh, time he was actually, like, good with strokes gained off the tee. He was 14th in the field, strokes gained off the tee this week. Usually he's in the hundreds. Well, yeah, just was he plus four seven or something? Point four seven, I think. Mm-hmm. Strokes gained in the positive off the tee. So might have been his first one, first tournament in the positive. But it, you know, he didn't have to hit driver a lot. That's that's probably still the big question. But Augusta, as Phil has shown, you don't really need to hit it that straight. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this is set up perfectly for him getting this rep, then Bay Hill, and then getting two weeks off, right? I mean, like, match play is just, I don't know, I'm over it. I, I, I love Austin, love the city, love the course. Sounds fun for match play. I just, I don't know. As an event, has no juice with me right now. So I think, you know, it's a, I think this could work out perfectly. I don't know if he'd qualify with a win at Bay Hill, but even if he did, I thought I saw he cracked top 50 with a win at Bay Hill. Yeah. So even if he did, I, I don't know that he'd play it, right? Then three weeks three in a row. row. Yeah, three in a row. Yeah. And then I, I wonder, does he try to does he take two weeks off and go to Augusta? I guess that's what he used to do. He uh, needs to get in the weight but he, room. But then Bay Hill, Bay Hill used to be, I think, didn't it used to go Bay Hill, Houston, and then the Masters? I think so. so yeah. That extra week. Do you, take, do, you take, do you go to Augusta with two weeks off? I don't know what else you do. You either play Houston or go to... Um, go to dominican yeah but he's not gonna play the week before just take a couple extra weeks off go up there you know check out the vibe play some practice rounds in augusta you know get in the way room one get shot the, I uh, see from rental house either. stocked up with monster you're good just make sure all the preparations are made use that extra week 
one shot that I did not see this week either was like the low nipping spinner. He hit chip shots off tight lies fine. You know, I'm not going to go with like the chipping yips. His chipping is obviously good, but I don't know if it's the shot he doesn't feel comfortable with yet or he just didn't need it yet. But we didn't see like the, you know, like the shot you saw at 16 at Augusta when he beat DeMarco. Like he didn't see you know, the low spinner. You know why? No. Because it's just a sea of rough at the Copperhead Court. There's o- yeah. only just some thick shots off grass, short grass everywhere. Yeah. But even the shots he had off short grass. Now, granted, he didn't really need it, I don't think. But I haven't seen that shot yet anywhere. So now that we're talking about yeah. this, yeah, Andy, what would you like to see his schedule be? If, now that we kind of see, or, or Sean, obviously, too. Well, now that we've seen he's kind of a he's a real competitive golfer, we think he could win this week. Uh, Bay Hill, we thought he could have won this, you know, past week. Like, what is his schedule? It used to be, you know, just, just try and stay healthy and, and keep it light. What, what what kind of events do you want to see him play after the Masters? I think we know where we're going before yeah. the Masters. Harbortown win by six or hit two iron all day? <laughs> I think he'll go to uh, Wells Fargo. Yeah, I think it'll be the old. We'll see. It's pretty predictable, I think. Wells Fargo, players, and then I bet he takes a week off. He doesn't play the Nelson. I bet he takes two weeks off. Then he plays Muirfield. Then he oh, plays what if he US. Play the Nelson? He's I, he's not going to. <laughs> Anti wit I it, well, it's just the re, the realization. Like, there's no way he's going to play in the Nelson no, if he plays. That would be three in a row. Yeah. Yeah. It and I I don't think he plays in, at Harbor Town personally. Um, just because he puts a lot of time into his prep for Masters. You know, right. so then you then he plays U.S. Open, the national. Yeah, he's yeah. got to play that. <laughs> um, Up in my neck of the woods. I'm gonna go to that. I think. Oh, good. Um, then he'll play the Open Championship. Then the Firestone and. No, he's not in. I mean, he might be top. He'll, let's say he's top fifty by then. He probably will be, but. And then he'll play PGA. What's the one you'd want to see him play most that you don't think would be on his schedule? Trinity? Uh, yeah. Mike Nelson, but yeah, three weeks in a row is not going to happen. Andy's right. Trinity. Oh, he might play that Zurich, too. Who's his partner? Noda. I don't know. Get no. Noda, like, you know, like we did with Chase Kepka. Get Noda, a little spot in that field. I could see him being with Jason Day. What about period? Twist facing to and fro, Jason Day. And... How have they not gotten rid of the FedEx Cup points for that team event? You got to. If they didn't have FedEx Cup points, what are you playing? I mean, you got to have that FedEx Cup it's points. It's a scam. You can just <laughs> cheat the system. You got. What? No, it's. I mean, come on. I'm hey, gonna. I'm gonna go find some bubble guy that admits. Sam Snead's you know. got like four four ball victories in his eighty two. What if there was one? Different style event format. What would you like to see? Oh, I'd like to see some, uh, uh, like some sort of synergy with the LPGA type thing. I think it'd be cool to see different styles on the same course. Uh, you know, a male and female partner partner event. I don't know. See that long drive contest. Just everybody hit everybody hits Volvix. Bubba would WD. <laughs> I do wish we had like the uh, All Star Game weekend with like all the just skills contests. 
That could be kind of oh. cool. What about you, Sean? You got any alternate format ideas? I do like the Hickory Open. <laughs> I know. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Where would they play that? Um, uh, Myopia Hunt Club. Yeah. Anywhere. It's funny because I was thinking the same thing for that. National <laughs> Golf Links. Yeah, it'd be super woke. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that would be cool, but um I'd probably, I probably I actually really like that that Golf Sixes event they have in in Australia. I this. don't. Why? 6 is too short. Hater. <laughs> doesn't Sean Martin doesn't want to grow the game. Give me it's going to be a headline nine. tomorrow. I'll do nine. 9. Yeah. Golf 9s. All right. Let's just do golf 3s. All right. Overrated, underrated. Yeah, here we go. Bay Hill. Oh. I've been the I last mean, two years. It's definitely uh. not underrated. I think no one really... <laughs> Come on. Rory likes it. Mr. PGA Tour. Can't it's take a stand. Squirming in his seat. <laughs> well, it's just, it's more the, I mean, it's, it's Mr. Palmer's place. I mean, the guy is, um, course or tournament? Tournament. So here's, here's my take. I think the tournament is underrated because it falls in a tough spot in the schedule for, you know, the, I think the tournament's underrated. I'm not a huge fan of the course. I, yeah, it's hard to say. It's it's hard to say it's underrated. Uh, shoot, it gets certainly a lot of publicity for where it is. I mean, I think I, I really like where it is on the schedule, what it presents, its history, what it's all about. So I, I'm not going to say it's overrated. I can't say it's overrated. It's overrated. It, they no. shouldn't get the three year exemption. That is I bullshit. Mean, that Riviera doesn't Riviera doesn't have a three year exemption as the best tour event every year. Yeah, making that's just putting a there. That's the PGA Tour trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Just like you know, we're gonna make the Memorial and Bay Hill like have to be this thing where the purse now is oh, we don't care. The purse is gonna be eight and a half million dollars, even though it was like six before. And you're going to get a three-year exemption. Like, it's a slippery slope. What are we going to do next? Like, the Nelson should get that. He's a legend. Yeah. What about, you know, Hogan at Colonial? You know what like, it kind Colonial of... can't even get a title sponsor. But, you know, I, I just think that that was not... I, I'm not a fan of that move. That it, Nothing against Bay Hill or Palmer. That's just a PGA Tour. You know what? It kind of reminds me of a, a ceremonial tree planting program that a club would put in place. It's just <laughs> setting you up for disaster. <laughs> yeah i mean everybody then everybody wants a piece of the pie everybody you wants know, a tree everybody wants yep. a tree with zurich too i can't I, I mean i gotta imagine there's you know 35 other tournament directors that lost their minds when zurich got to do you know the two-man game and have a little fun with things you know like everybody wants to kind of switch it up and stand out from the crowd so but yeah the I, the bay hill the three-year exemption andy is ridiculous What's the one tournament that you would want to see like propped up and become, you know, kind of like how Valspar and, and Travelers have become big time events over the years? What's the one that you think should become the next big one? 
I'd John, go with Col- Colonial. Deere? Colonial for me. I think. I think it's just like it's fall. It's got a crap spot on the schedule. It's like a week before Memorial and U.S. Open, so people aren't gonna. A lot of people aren't gonna play it. It's usually opposite the BMW PGA at Wentworth, so they're not getting like many of the Euro guys. I just. I think you know. It's it's a fun track. It's a fun. Uh, fun setting you know it's it's cool uh cool kind of crowd and then you know there's a lot of history there i love i've been there a couple times and just never been a bad time and you're watching you know no offense you're watching like ken duke and whatever john you know merrick play you know for the lead for the (laughs) (laughs) play like I, that's just it's always kind of like a, a the last field. the last two winners were Spieth and Kisner <laughs> it's gotten like... better it's gotten better since <laughs> the, when I was there but it's always it's always like a great experience even though the field's not too deep so I think that should be elevated I like the idea of Colonial I really want Colonial to <laughs> elevate but it's just it's hard because that course you know technology has had its way with that course and it's just it feels like it becomes an iron fest off the tee What's wrong with that? Make it the Hickory Open. I want guys to hit drivers. I got to see drivers. I think uh, I would go Nelson for the fact of, like you said, it's got Mr. Nelson's name attached to it. Trinity, I think, will be fun to watch. Do something different. Obviously, you get some width and some angles. Uh, it's cool to elevate, I think. Is that at Trinity now for the foreseeable future, or is that yeah. going to start bouncing around? It's at Trinity for, I think they have, what, three-year deal? I don't know the details actually, um, but uh, yeah, so that'll be there. It'll be interesting. People are gonna. I mean, there's gonna be if it's firm and fast. Some pros are gonna get really mad about some stuff, but <laughs> um, the it's gonna get the mad. Who's, who's your pick to get you know the most upset first? That place. I could see Billy Horschel losing his mind, <laughs> just because he's like he's prone to losing his mind on Twitter. You know. Yeah, so defending like, champ. Yeah, it, but uh, I, you know what event I want to see return to glory? The Canadian Open. That's a good one. That's I'm, a good one. I'm so like sick it. of Glen Abbey. <laughs> like, I'm going to personally go up there and try and <laughs> shut that place down, maybe. Well, I think they it ended, but there was worries that it was going to. They're going to make it into office parks or something. I, like I, I know. I feel like it's still alive. <laughs> Do you remember that place that they played it uh, when Cantlay was an amateur and he finished ninth? Up in, up in uh, Vancouver. Yeah. That uh, place looks sick. Yeah. That's like one not of the best. Not a lot of width, but looks pretty cool. You can't go from the British Open to Vancouver. Yeah, but that's right? that's part of all revitalizing the Canadian Open, which was it's having a cab- Cabot Cliffs. It's the Ooh. only. It's like the only big national open that Jack Nicholas never won. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, the Canadian Open used to be a huge deal. How someone's in with big syrup. <laughs> I'm trying to get in with Canadians, you know, these days. Are so. you on Team RBC now? And uh, no. No. <laughs> they, should, they should have it at Banff. I was so jealous that DJ got to go up there. I've wanted to go there since that video game, uh, Lynx 93 or whatever it was. That place with the, the elk and the huge rock face you hit into. and like, I'm looking forward to Golfer's Journal number three, Shadow of Golfer's Journal. I haven't gotten mine yet. Yeah, mine always comes a week, couple weeks later, not shout out Golfer's Journal delivery system. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 
What I mean is the Canadian Open. I mean, is it more prestigious now or less prestigious than the Indian Open this uh, week? Hero Indian Open, less prestigious. It's Probably. definitely less I, prestigious. I, <laughs> that course looks like a video game. I want to play it just for the novelty of it. That's what I mean. You know, it's so bad, it's good. You know, I like. Andy's talking about Copperhead, like offends his sensibilities. Like those are all the subtle, you know, subtle ways. Like it, we get that kind of monotonous badness. We don't get the grandiose badness, you know, Andy the grandiose likes- hideousness of of this Indian Open with the rock formations and these bunkers the that foam are foam bunkers, you know, forty feet high. <laughs> Andy <laughs> likes seven with, golf with- that you ever heard of. <laughs> Overgrowth on top of these like fifteen foot, twenty foot deep bunkers. I mean, that's why it's it's distinct. It sticks out. If you're going to be really bad, just go. If you're going to have a bad course, just go really bad like that. I, I will agree. You know what? It is the. It's very bold in what it does because it very takes bold. like the manufactured look to the whole new level. Right. So, it's unique. That's what I'm saying. The best golf course of its kind, I think, is what Gary Player used to say. All right. Um, overrated, underrated, Francesco Molinari. He's ranked underrated. 24th in the world. Guy knows what, how to get his rankings. He hits, it, and... he hits it so straight. Uh, good sleep for Bay Hill if he's playing. He's optimized for everything. Guy's like deep into stats, deep into like just knows where to get his world ranking points. I mean, he's a good no, you're, player. You're I'm thinking not of Eduardo. Just... You're getting your Molinari's mixed up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eduardo's, Eduardo's deep with Brody. <laughs> I am thinking Dodo. Uh, I miss Dodo. Man, Dodo, actually, former runner-up at Bay Hill. I miss Dodo. Hey, what about uh, Bryson having back problems? I was I was watching when he, you know, WD'd, and I was thinking, he's got to talk to Louie. Mattress. Back problems, back problems are no joke. And the problem is, once, once you get them, they don't go away. You can maintain them, but... I, th- I thought you know, he said he, he got a bad night's sleep, and that's what caused it. Is that what it was? Yeah. I, I Maybe g- it is one plane swing, you know? He's got to find a new plane for, to operate on, you know? Francesco's only played four times this year also. He's on, like, a Tiger schedule. He's probably played the match play, right? Oh, yeah. I think so. I, I mean, that guy, that guy just knows how to always be inside the top, you know, 30 to 50 the in the world. King, king of the 18th place finish. <laughs> Who would you guys take in the Ryder Cup if it started this week? Oh, uh, which side? Yeah. In France? Uh, I was pretty proud of my tweet that there were as many U.S. captains in the top 20 as there were Europeans. But proud, I was, proud of your tweet. That's always a good way to start a sentence. Well, it was a bad day on Twitter, so we had to, <laughs> <laughs> I had to redeem myself. <laughs> we need to talk about Shirtgate in a minute. I, I would take I would take the Europeans. I, I think they're still just as deep and playing on home soil, and I I don't know. I I, I think they're in perfectly fine shape. We saw today Rose, Sergio, Casey, uh, Rory may not be what they want, but I think they're they're perfectly deep enough. I think Lake Golf National in fall is going to be lush and thick, rough, and they're going to slow greens. I got to take Europe. If it was in the U.S., I would take the U.S., but it's in Europe, so I'm going Europe. Yeah, I'd take Europe, too. I always, I always take Europe, though. Um, <laughs> when's the cutoff for the top 50 for the Masters? 
uh, after match play. Monday after match play. Yuta Ikeda is sitting in 49th right now. Yeah, Satoshi Kodaira up there as well. A couple of Japanese players. I think Ikeda's already already uh, qualified, actually. Really? You're in top 50? I think Satoshi is not. The big one is uh, Dylan Fratelli. Yeah. He's not and in Cam yet. Smith, too. Fratelli's up to 50th or 45th, and Smith's up to 50th. So I bet both those guys get in. uh, Shout out World Rankings. It's currently 2.46 a.m. in England, and they updated them. Uh, Tigers at 149 in the World Rankings. Lee Westwood's not going to be in the Masters this year. Uh, Patton Kazire, 51st. I don't think he is yet. Oh, no, he won twice. Never mind. He won. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sad. It's the end of the West. Uh, by the era. way, some of the big news out of uh, Valspar: Adam Scott working with George Genkis, the Instagram. Uh, I saw that at Riv. Yeah. yeah. I like almost threw up. Uh, also, Adam Scott, uh, uh, fifty-six right now, still trying to get that Shinnecock, uh, getting into Shinny. Scott Man. is not exempt right now for Shinny. Not to, to Shinny. Ah. Uh. I'm just waiting to see how many times I can say Shinny before Andy loses it. <laughs> Shinny? Yeah. What do you mean? Are you you against that shorthand? No. Shinnecock? That's oh, fine. you're not? Oh. Hmm. Wow, Pyrrhus hated it. I hate it. Uh, Peter Uline, 62. Not in the Masters. Not enough time. I don't know. All not enough offense, right? Yeah. Well, he's in match play. He'll probably play Bay Hill in match play. Some, you need some points there. All right, I'm gonna call this a uh, call this thing right now. I escaped without going to the shirt gate. That's good. Yeah, I want to talk about shirt gate. What do you want? Bang? What do you want to talk about? No, I'm good. No, you can talk, Sean. You know, many of your people are saying you're the uh, you know foremost propagator of fake news these days. <laughs> it was unfortunate that, that went as viral as it I, did. So what happened? I'm now looking at it right now. There's 1,300 retweets. What happened? How, what? how did... The shirt... So Sean tweeted, you know, with great vip and vigor, vim and vigor about Tiger wearing a solid blood red shirt. And then moments later, he's on TV and there's stripes everywhere. All sorts of stripes. And So what I was going for, I don't know if you remember, it was like 09, he used to do these like black shirts with like hinted like red stripes. Uh... He like he would do. I mean, even like when he beat Ernie at Kapalua, uh, he had one of those shirts, and I was more referring to those. But we saw him in the parking lot, and you know it was bright red. You could see it from fifty yards away. And then he zips by in the car, and there's no stripes on the back. Yeah. So you you know it looks. I mean, it just looks like red and black, 1997. Just. And even in my head, I'm like, well, what if there was some pattern I didn't see on the front, and then I still went with it? I should have just said we're going blood red today. But yeah, because like, there was a period there where, I mean, he would go almost like black shirts with just hints of red. And this one was, I mean, this was red. This was bold. He was making a statement today. Well, did anyone correct you on Twitter that you were wrong? Did anyone well, spot? Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people did. <laughs> there were really? some good ones. There were some good ones. Some people, you know, were lighthearted about it. Some people just, you know, fake news, biased media. Uh, I appreciate, though, that the people that after the telecast was on and there were very obviously stripes, people still went with it. I mean, the fact of the matter was there was those black stripes. They're hard to see in the bright sunlight. It was easier to see in the cameras because they make it look much lighter than it appears. Uh, but it was a strong red shirt. He was making a statement. 
You know, uh, the Valspar trophy is underrated. It's like a paint stroke, right? Big... Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a Euro Tour. It's like a. It kind of reminds yeah. me of like the Qatar Masters trophy. The Euro Tour's trophies are so much better than the U.S. than the I PGA Tour. Yeah, you know that, Sean. Oh, <laughs> overrated, <laughs> underrated. PGA Tour trophies. We've got the chicken. The rooster. The rooster. That Where same I... same guy who did the rooster does the Valspar one. Really? Yeah. Get that guy. Sign that. Oh, underrated that guy. Yeah. Got some intel on that. Uh, went long form on that. Big I, big geez, Keith Pelly is probably listening, and he's probably gonna sign him up to do exclusive Euro Tour trophies now. <laughs> I'm weighing on the Euro Tour trophy. I think the PGA Tour uh, can't claim, you know, the crown just because they award the CJ Cup was a plaque. No, so what that is? That's every player in the field's name in Korean. Then they like bold the guy who wins. All right, I, I'm telling you, the event is called the CJ Cup, and the trophy is not a cup; it's a well plaque. Taken. All right. <laughs> so you don't—I mean, you just that nullifies the entire 49 event schedule. You know what needs to go That's to the cup, and you're giving out a plaque, a piece. Remember of when wood. Bay Hill used to give out the sword? No jackets, no more jackets. There's a green jacket. No other championship gets to give out jackets. I'm so you sick know, of the plaid. Bay Hill jackets. started that cardigan tradition. That was pretty cool. We have the cardigan. Yeah. I don't know. They I don't just. Know. I don't know if that'll work with. It worked okay with, uh, you know, Mark Leishman's physique, paunch. <laughs> but I don't know if it'll work with kind of like, you know, Rory's in some blade or Tiger's in some yoked out blade collar and they want to put this, you know, baggy kind of poncho of a cardigan around it. And can we point. talk about Tiger? He was wearing a t shirt today. <laughs> that was not even a blade collar, it was a t shirt. It is kind of like workout gear, you know? Blade collar. It's not even a blade collar. It's a t-shirt. It's definitely (laughs) fitting. He was definitely trying to show off uh, some physique. (laughs) Could always talk about the blade collar. You know, on Thursday, yeah, I think it was Thursday, he had on three different kinds of collars when it was chilly out. He had on a blade. He had the mock turtle bone, then a blade over it. And then like a crew neck sweater. It's kind of like, you know, exploring new frontiers of the collar game. It's like he was Three at a, one ski, time. a ski resort. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It was, it was right. cold out here. Uh, good performance, honestly, though. On a course he hasn't played in two decades. Swirling wind. Uh, narrow corridors. I thought uh, that was impressive. Yeah, I would concur. I would agree. So how many? Hey, over under one and a half wins for Tiger this year. Uh, the only down, he's not gonna. He doesn't play that much. I'm gonna go. And he plays hard events. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go two. Under one. I just, I like we we just tried to go through his schedule. It's just not that heavy. It doesn't need to be, but I think one. Who's going to have more wins, him or Rory, this year? Rory just gets going. I mean, do you count Euro Tour? Yeah. God. I say they both win once. I like that take. He's not saying he wins twice. 
Tiger wins two <laughs> one. All right. He'll probably play like the Scottish Open, won't he? Tiger. Like the he no. might play the Irish, the one the week before, because it goes Irish, then Scottish, then Open, right? Yeah, was that sure. play with the national? Yeah, I mean, it was complete with Avenal. Uh, that's kind of like the Scottish Open, the way Stephen Britton, shout out, their super gets it playing firm and fast. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. That guy. It's pretty easy, it's easy to get Fescue playing firm and fast. Yeah, so he, he got, got that place ejecting people last year. It was actually one of my most fun, I thought, most underrated tournament last year. Well, if you come to town, let me know. We'll have dinner and a drink. All right. All right. We're done. You guys, Boys. what are you guys right? Do you guys have anything good going up today, tomorrow, today? Uh, I wrote a column on just. I didn't, it wasn't really a column. It was more of a kind of a gamer on his day. Uh, I saw a Porter tweeted one out that, of course, people are getting fired up about. So I'm excited to read that one. Uh, Porter has good takes. I'm more of a newsy kind of guy, and then. I'm, Gonna write something about going forward. Uh, where do we go from here? But it's hot, man. I saw him pour out before we started this thing. It's hard to write Tiger every day. What? I mean, I agree with that, but not like coming out of this one. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'll have I'll have a, I'll have some notes up tomorrow. Kind of working more on longer stuff on him for the Masters, Ooh. which I'm told people care about a lot. So. Uh, I'll do some notes, amalgamation of takes and for, for the morning. All right. You guys have a good night. Have Thanks. a good one. Yeah, All we'll right. see Thanks you down the road. Yeah, bye. You've been listening to the Fried Egg Podcast. We do the digging for you.